Caribbean Birth Stories has been brought to you by the Amai Birth Collection. Head over to theamishop.com. That's the A-M-A-I-Shop.com for special offers and to learn more about the Amai family. Welcome back to Caribbean Birth Stories. In case you missed it, this week's episode is the second of a two-part fireside chat with three amazing young women from our region. So if you haven't checked out episode 16, stop and head over there right now. Yeah boy, part one was good, right? Yeah, these ladies really blew me away with their insights and the bravery they showed in speaking their truth. We ended part one with Chantal answering my question about how her personal relationships have been impacted by her choice to not have children. Let's rejoin, starting with Lani's response to that same question. Do enjoy. So I've never had any pressure from my mother um, Mm -hmm. to have children, or my grandparents, actually. Um, I'm past 40. So I think my mother's pretty much determined that's not happening. So she's okay. I adopted a dog. So she's like, well, I guess this is me, my grandchild. Um, In terms of relationships, that's usually the next conversation right after that. I don't want to get married because I'm not really interested in, in marriage as a concept. So usually very early on, even, even if I'm not sure if it's a serious relationship, that's a usually a very early on, Um, conversation that I would have because I don't really want to get very serious with someone and they have expectations that are not in alignment with mine. So it's usually like, yeah, I'm not really interested in getting married and equally I'm I'm not having children. And that always follows with, are you sure? And you know, you you might change your mind. I'm like, no, pretty sure, not changing my mind. And then I've had some situations where I got a lot of pressure from boyfriends where they were, um, you know, accidentally, but on purpose, trying to get me pregnant, which oh my. is not a good thing. Um, no. no. And, you know, situations where y- you feel like it's a, it's a, it's just a conversation that just keeps coming up all the time. Right. You're sure you don't mm-hmm. want to have babies. You're sure you don't want to have children. You'd be, you're, you're such a good person with children. You'd be a wonderful mother. And you're like... Yes, I am sure that's true, but that's, that's, you know, I could be a doctor as well, but I decided to be a lawyer. I'm not really going to make a change like that. Right. And um, in terms of my friends, I always, well, the friends who really know me, they, they will ask me and they'll ask me why um, I've come across, come up with this um, position. And they'll mm-hmm. say similar things, but they're, they're, it's not the same kind of pressure that you get from a, right. a boyfriend. Um, mm-hmm. And the pressure is not even, it's just a kind of like a, uh, oh, but we could be pregnant together, kind of thing. I'd be like, no, that's not that's not that's not a good idea. I, <laughs> we could travel together, you know. And, and I think that would be an excellent auntie. Like for all my friends who have children, they need someone to take care of the child when they go in and spending time with their husband or their friends or whatever. You know, I can be the auntie. I'll take care of the kids for a couple of days. You know, we mm-hmm. we, we think about. Um, the relationships we have with friends and if all of us have babies you know mm-hmm. who who's really going to be able to allow adult relationships to continue to thrive you know you mm-hmm. if you always have to be spending time with the children and you can never spend time with your husband or your partner 
because, you know, you have to be taking care of this other person. You know, I right. think it's important that sometimes you have someone that doesn't have children and it can't always be the grandparents because sometimes the grandparents aren't there. Sometimes, you know, they're not capable of taking care of your children because you might not have had a good relationship with them. Their relationship with your grandchild, your child, their grandchild might not be a good relationship either. So, you know, it's it's I think there are all types of people in the world and I will happily be the auntie to take care of all the babies. I have no problem with that. Uh, nice. <laughs> I'll remember that the next time I visit Barbados. I know, I know. <laughs> and and Janice, what about you? Um, how has it impacted relationships on your end? Oh, so so just just to um, think a little bit about what my fellow co-panelists said about um, feeling the pressure and not feeling the pressure from parents, etc. I Again, I'm also lucky in that respect. I never got any pressure um, from my parents. And luckily, I have sisters who have children. So that takes a lot of the pressure off. But yeah. this, there is this insistence of the question that people keep yeah. asking you. You sure? And yes, mm-hmm. even very empowered feminists will say to me, you don't need a husband, but that relationship with your, with your child is so important. You sure you don't want to have it. And people are, are genuinely asking that out of concern. And I think the reason the concern comes is that people feel like you have an unfulfilled life mm-hmm. if you don't have that primary relationship with a child. Yeah. Um, and I can see why people would say so, because as much as children, a lot of my very good friends, when you interrogate them, it's good in some, and if they're honest with themselves, some of them say, you know what, if I had a choice again, would I have a child? I'm not sure, but it's still, it's, it adds meaning to your life. Whether we accept it or not, whether you accept that responsibility or not, there's a, a certain amount of meaning that break that children bring to your life. It gives you purpose in a way that other people can't expect you to have if you don't have that relationship mm-hmm. with them. But I find my life meaningful for other reasons, in other ways. Right. And I think yeah. I would really like people to understand that meaning in your life is a personal thing and it comes from all these different influences. I find meaning in the work I do. I find meaning in the relationships I have with friends. I find meaning in the relationship I have with my parents. I have meaning with the relationships I have with strangers, with mentors and stuff. So I think this kaleidoscope view of a life worth living that is not just concentrated in one type of relationship with one type of offspring is is it needs to be expanded and i think mm-hmm. we we serve a very important role when we don't have that primary responsibility with a child which is so all encompassing we right. then have time to develop other relationships we can be good friends we can be present we as lani was saying we can be there for you to support your children and and so mm-hmm. i think I, I would really encourage people who force that choice on us to bring meaning that way not to feel sorry for us um but <laughs> We see it as as just us seeing the world in many more different colors and shapes and kaleidoscopes than they probably think is possible by not having children. Um, and so for me, I feel sometimes sorry for people who feel sorry for me because I'm like, <laughs> having, I'm, I'm having said that, the nuance is also there. So yes, you can be with certain partners who make you want to be a mother. Um, and, and there's something, and I'm going to get a little bit you know, personal, there is something about being with a, a partner 
um, that you really love and you want to be with, that you would love to have his child. And it doesn't mm -hmm. make me less of a feminist. It doesn't make me, you see yourself and you'd love to see what product the two of you can have because yes. it's a beautiful thing, right? Mm -hmm. So there are some times when I wake up and I think, oh my God, I love this man and I would love to have his children. But other things come up, like, you know, some women have um, science, uh, medical reasons why they can't, some women, right. mm -hmm very difficult miscarriages and so it's difficult for them and so there's a whole other set of reasons why you can't have children or you choose not to have children mm -hmm. uh, and so it, it doesn't mean because I have chosen up to this point not to have children I don't also feel um, that kind of maternal instinct or partner instinct that sometimes is overwhelming as well so again it's much more nuanced than saying I've never wanted children um, I feel like I can't have a meaningful life. It, 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 it's much more beautifully complex than that. Thank you, which is well said. Now, I am going to ask you guys to give me one pet peeve. So we're going to do a pet peeve followed by advice you would give to your friends and family um, regarding discussions on motherhood and being a woman without a child. Like, just as brief as we can. <laughs> so yeah. let's start with you, Chantal. Pet peeve, um, you know, after you say, I don't want children, don't come back with, are you sure? Right. Um, yeah, uh, you asked me, I'm sure. And asking me if I'm sure is not going to change my perspective on what right. I have really decided uh, for myself, you know? I, I, mm -hmm. Or um, don't you think you would, uh, you'll feel empty no, I, as Jan perfectly described it, I'm fulfilled by so many other things. So mm -hmm. to associate not having children with not having a fulfilling life, I absolutely can't stand when pe and people do it all the time. Oh, you know, when you get right. older, you don't want to pass mm -hmm. on your legacy to somebody. Who is going to take care of you when you get like, yeah. I, I, it's, my life is so many other things <laughs> and I have so many lo lovely people in it that I don't mm -hmm. associate ha happiness with having a child. And my life, I'm really happy and I don't have a child. So I, I hate when people associate, you know, some kind of emptiness with not with having children. Uh, and people, uh, listen, almost daily, you, uh, that's the association that people make. And, and I, I really don't like it. Right. So is there another way you would prefer one of your friends or family or maybe even a stranger to approach should they even approach just you with don't. that? Just don't. Yeah, that, that, right. that, that just don't. Un mm -hmm. Unless it's, it's come, sometimes it comes up in conversation, yeah. And, right. You know, you talk about it and if somebody, you respect somebody's position. If I say I don't want children, all right, I, I don't ask you, so why did you have children? Well, <laughs> right. Why, why yes. would you do something like that? I, I don't, you know, do that to mm -hmm. you. So just don't mm -hmm. bring it up if it's not a, a conversation piece. And, and don't make people feel badly for their own personal choices. Your choices right. are yours. I don't ask mm -hmm. you why you married that man. It's not my business. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I'm thinking it, I'm never going to say that. Right? I think it's often, I think, yeah. why do you get yeah. married to this man? You're complaining all right, the time. Right. I, don't, mm -hmm. I don't say that to you. So, you know, to be a bit more sensitive to people's, yes. everybody's personal choices are going to be totally different. They're not going to be yours. Uh, mm -hmm. And you know, to say, uh, make yourself an honest woman or make yourself. A oh, I've not heard that one Listen, before. Yeah. Oh, Just don't wow. bring it up. Don't, don't, okay. if, unless somebody's talking about it, don't ask, don't, don't impose your own 
views or, 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 mm-hmm. or socialization onto other people. That would be my advice. All right. And Lani, pet peeve. Um, I think this one has got to be the, the worst. When someone sees you and just assumes that you're pregnant and asks if you're pregnant. Oh, oh. I cannot express to you how much I despise that question. Yeah. And I think it's, it says a lot about my sensitivity of it and any potential weight gain because I've had to like, again, some sharing here. I have, I've had some challenges with my like menstrual cycle and whatnot and like, you know, the doctor's way of dealing with things is put you on hormones that end up causing you to gain weight and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And you, you sometimes gain weight in a way that it looks like it's as if you might be pregnant because it's all around your midsection or whatnot. And I've had people come and say, oh my goodness, you're pregnant. I'm like, no, I'm not pregnant. And they're like, when are you going to get pregnant? I'm like, not anytime soon. And if I was, I would not tell you. Exactly. You dig in your hole. No, it's, it's, it's unfortunate because I I was thinking about that in the context of um, the questions you had sent us and and this, Mm -hmm. this general conversation. And I feel like on the one hand, like, you know, people think that children are a blessing and a miracle and wonderful. So they're, they get very excited and want to congratulate people who are going Mm -hmm. through that. And I have friends who were pregnant. My friend just recently had twin girls. And she said that, you know, random people in the middle of COVID would come up and want to touch her stomach and stuff. And yes. I was just like, even outside of COVID, like none of that is appropriate. Like you don't go no. up to a random person and put your hand on them. No. So like, it's a kind of, um, it's almost like when a, a, they perceive that a woman is pregnant, that her body becomes property of, of everybody. Yes. So yep, everybody can comment sure. on it. Mm-hmm. Everybody can comment on it. Everybody can touch it. Everybody can do what they want with it. Mm-hmm. And yes. that is a huge. I, I, a friend of mine says that you can only should only ask a woman if she's pregnant if the baby is actually coming out of her. And he goes, <laughs> you shouldn't have been in the room to ask that question. So yeah. don't ask. Never yeah. ask a woman if she's Never pregnant. Never ask. Never ask. It. I agree. I second that. Never ask because I <laughs> myself. After having had my son, went into an H&M store and the guy was just like, oh, when are you due? This is after I had him. So I also felt horrible. You know, so regardless, just pretend you don't see, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Janice, your your pet peeve. You know what? To be honest with you, I don't really have one. I I completely empathize with what um, Lani and Chantal said. I am much more sort of exploratory. So if you ask me, when are you going to have a child or are you pregnant? I mean, I haven't gotten that one yet. That <laughs> one. Um, I would probably say, I don't know. Maybe it won't happen and I'll more likely get into a conversation with you about it. And I would probably yeah. throw it at you. Are you enjoying having yours? I mean, yeah. so for me, it, it's a conversation starter. A lot of people, when mm-hmm. they're honest about it, are not loving motherhood at all stages of it um so right. i think it's a for me it's a conversation opener i don't have a pet peeve as i said depending on where i was in my journey there's mm-hmm. times where it's been harder to deal with realities of maybe at being at a certain age in my 40s where i i haven't had and seeing other mm-hmm. people with i'm wondering oh how would my life have been more uh, have been different would I have been more fulfilled in this way or another but it is such a journey 
Um, mm -hmm. I'm happy where I am. I, I could have had children maybe and be happier or I may not have. I wouldn't have been miserable. I don't know. So I just, I take things mm -hmm. as they are and, um, you know, I, I see what the future has to hold. And nowadays, you know, I was having a conversation with a very, very good friend of mine who is my age and has decided she'll stop trying to have children. And I heard about another friend in her 50s who had a surrogacy uh, pregnancy. And so nowadays, everything is possible, you know, so mm -hmm. it's kind many of, options. Mm -hmm. there's so many different options if you really, really want to have children. And if you don't need to have a biological one, you can adopt. So I think we mm -hmm. can expand the possibilities mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. think of different ways of achieving that need, whatever it is, the maternal need, there are different ways of filling it. It may not look the way you want it to. This is the advice to young people. Yes, I was just going to say, this is my this is my next question. Go ahead. Give <laughs> and us I'll the advice. And, and, yeah, I mean, motherhood, and I think I would supplant with fulfillment, fulfilling, fulfilling lives. And yes, a lot of mothers I know are very fulfilled with their children. They're the they're the the things that make their their faces light up when when the child enters a room. That was an Oprah Winfrey quote. Like, does your child make your face light up when you enter a room? And I, most mothers I know, that's how they feel. And I'm really really happy for them. But I think my fulfillment can come from a, so many different sources. From my partner, um, you know, from my niece, my nephews, my sisters. And so for me. It's just a broader canvas and we should expand our boundaries of what makes us fulfilled in life. Yeah, thank you. And um, Chantal, if you just want to tell us, you know, or speak to one of our listeners who is feeling pressured, a young woman feeling pressured to have a child for whatever reason and just doesn't have the desire to, and maybe it's her partner that's pressuring her, you know, or maybe it's family. What's one piece of advice you would give? Yeah, um, I would say, I mean, it's difficult to say don't feel pressured because, I mean, mm -hmm. if the pressure is there, you're going to, it, it's going to affect you. Um, mm -hmm. But there are so many different ways to live your life, to be a woman. And I think um, Lani and Jan have, you know, said it as well. It, there is no blueprint to how you're going to live your life. So don't mm -hmm. feel pressured to... Um, live this particular mold you know a family doesn't have to be a nuclear family uh, your mm -hmm. child doesn't have to be a biological child um and so there is no need to feel pressure and if um you know things don't happen for you early in your um life or in your 20s your 30s you could get your eggs retrieved you could do ivf if you're okay with the i mean i i certainly don't um, I think it's so in invasive and it seems to be so difficult, but there are options out there. There are people mm -hmm. having children in their 40s now, mm -hmm. um, surrogacy, there are options. So even if you change your mind, it doesn't mean that motherhood door is going to be closed forever. Right. So you, you, you don't have to feel that pressure if you're in your 20s or your 30s and you're thinking, oh, that time is running mm -hmm. out. There are other ways to become a mother. You, it doesn't have to follow yes. um, one mm -hmm. particular pathway. So I would say don't don't let the pressure affect you too badly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. And Lani, yes. let's round so, up with you. Mm -hmm. Specifically to, to women who don't want to have children and are feeling pressured, I would ask them to think about why they're feeling the pressure. 
and mm -hmm. ask themselves, where is this pressure coming from? Is it something you had alluded to earlier, if you felt like if you were letting down someone because you weren't going to become a mother, if that's, if that's what you're feeling and that's the reason, then you have to explore that. Um, it's very easy for me in the position I'm in and how I feel about how I am as a person and how I was raised to be, no, I'm not going to feel pressured about this. You can't make you can't make me do something I don't want to do. But everybody's not like that. Everybody doesn't have that personality. Everybody doesn't have like you know, the the back to like take the, the assault and just be like, whatever. I'm not I'm not having children, so you can't you can't make me. So right. I, if you're a person who's feeling the pressure and you and you and you don't want to buckle, you got to kind of look inside and find out why you're feeling that pressure. And then talk about that because it might be some other unresolved issue that has nothing at all to do with becoming a mother that if you address that then perhaps you might be able to um, alleviate the pressure that you're feeling so just to add on to what everyone else has said i think if you if you look in inside more and try to figure out and you may be able to make yourself stronger and be able to withstand the pressure because this is not the only kind of pressure that women get we get all kinds of pressure but mm -hmm. this is i think a very common one that comes from many more sources than um the other types of pressures that we might get because it comes from your family it comes from your friends it comes from your partner and whatnot and it, after a while you know i'm sure that there are many women i know that have had babies that didn't want to, but felt that they had to because that's what was expected of them. And if they didn't do that, their mother might have been disappointed or the father might have been disappointed or their partner might have left them or something. So, you know, you got to be able to be confident in yourself and be strong in yourself and, and know that pressures will come from all sources. And sometimes you have to be able to figure out how to withstand it. So that's what I would yeah. say. That's beautifully said. Thank you. Um, it's just been such a pleasure chatting with all of you and hearing the different perspectives. I mean, I'm, we said this off air, but I'm going to say it on air. You know, the fact that all of you guys are lawyers, attorneys at law. Um, I don't know. But, um, but you know, just thank you so much for just sharing and being open with, with us. And I usually wrap up asking my guests to just give choose a song that's representative of their journey so in your case Lani you know whatever you you want to represent whatever is representative of your journey I just need a song that matches that so <laughs> I feel um, particularly I feel like it'll be a crop over song yeah. <laughs> <Excuse> me. <laughs> because of the pandemic particularly and the pressures mm -hmm. that I felt in the last I want to say five years up to now right. culminating mm -hmm. with COVID like um, mm. Voices song by any means is a really mm. kind of popular choice for me now. It's a song that got me through a lot of <laughs> last right. year. Um, mm. I'm sure if you gave me like, I could talk about a lot you more soca yeah. songs. Most of my choices would be definitely be Calypso, but by any means is a, it's, I think it's a pretty powerful song about like my growth and my journey and where I am right now, I think. So yeah, that would be right. that one. Nice, nice. And Chantal? Oh, wait, hold on. I have you muted one second. Right. That's a good one, Lani. Um, <laughs> I, I rated this as the second most difficult question of... Uh, it's really. a hard one. <laughs> I googled empowerment songs for women. I'm like, uh, nope. And I, I also settled on uh, something soca type uh, voice 
was one of them, far from finished. I feel mm -hmm. like my journey as a person, it's ongoing. And I actually used it uh, in a mentorship uh, session that I did with some young ladies. And I read the lyrics and I'm like, yeah, this song speaks to me very much. Um, mm -hmm. But when you spoke about it being your journey as a woman, I'm going to go mm -hmm. with Patrice Roberts' Real Woman. Yeah, mm. it, it you know, a real woman yes. means so many different things to so many different people. When I listened to that song, at first I didn't like the song. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> when I, it first came out, I was like, this song is some kind of pop empowerment, woman empowerment. Not, but I really, the lyrics speak to me. So I need to, I need to pull up the lyrics and see. Yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I, I want to add this song. Sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Laddie. <laughs> so I just thought of this one when you when you were talking. So Lil Rick has a song called "Can't Style Me," and I think actually that's probably more fitting in this conversation because, like, you know, I feel like with the whole kind of central theme we've been talking about is people kind of imposing what they think we should be doing as women. And can't style me is basically like saying you can do whatever you want, but I'm just gonna live my life. I'm gonna enjoy myself. I'm gonna do what I want, and you can't, you can't make me into somebody that I'm not. So yeah. those two songs. All right, great. <laughs> yeah, too. Uh, mine is actually uh, I have to reconsider it, but in mine, mine I plucked out in the context of my libertarian free lifestyle um mm -hmm. nelly Mercado, i'm like a bird fly away <laughs> which actually it, it probably speaks to my non-committal self which is you know i i love the idea of me being a bird colorful flying and not being caged um mm -hmm. i mean i'm in a really empowering relationship now so i i've stop thinking about myself as trapped in a cage but i love the metaphor of the bird because it just means even if you're in a relationship or if you have children or whatever the idea of flying it doesn't have to be mm -hmm. flying but the idea of flying and being free and making yeah. choices because they're right for you and not trapped by what society tells you is convention or how you should act or who you should be appeals to my libertarian self so i'm uh -huh. like a bird i only fly away Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> and you know what? Having just had this conversation with you, I think that is a perfect song for you, to be honest. <laughs> I, I yeah. don't know how I should take that, but I'll take it. Back. No, no. But I think it, it matches exactly what you discussed. Like, it is authentic to you because based on your views shared with us today, I think it just matches perfectly. Thank you. All Thank of you. you. So, What song oh would, would, you you would be yours tonight? Oh, my God. <laughs> Nobody's ever turned this like, on <laughs> Oh, you have lawyers, of course you can turn it on you. Oh my goodness. Um, I will have to think about it. You know what? I, yeah, no, I will have to think about it some more because I believe I had a song in when I first started this podcast, but so much has changed in my life. And, um, and you know, like Chantel says, says um, I'm evolving. So I need to think of a song and I will come back maybe in the next episode. <laughs> or maybe I'll plug it in at the end of this yes. and let you know what I decided. So, but thank you. And of course, I should have expected the lawyers to come at me. <laughs> but thank you, ladies. It has just been a pleasure. And um, I really could not have asked for a better team of panelists to be here on the very first panel discussion on Caribbean Booth Stories. And I really hope our audience um, 
take on as some piece of gold from our conversation that they can share with others and also just help themselves. So thank you. And I wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Caribbean Birth Stories has been brought to you by the Amai Birth Collection. Head over to theamaishop.com. That's the A-M-A-I shop.com for special offers and to learn more about the Amai family. Thank you for tuning in and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'd be grateful if you could leave a review about what you're loving on this podcast and be sure to tune in every Tuesday for new episodes.